0: Welcome to Outside Voice Inside. March is Women's History Month, and this episode's woman of notable mention is Hunani K. Trask, activist, poet, and Hawaiian sovereignist. So grab a seat, and we hope you enjoy Outside Voice Inside. i know episode seven i was we're here we we made it to seven
1: women women of notable mention during women's history month yes there's been there's a lot going on this month that i feel is just like last month was black history month and people were being grossly disrespectful during black history month i feel like motherfuckers is being grossly disrespectful to women this month also
0: um in excess.
1: I mean, that's all the time, but
0: yeah, but but in excess during the month of March, and it's it's uh, upsetting to me and my homegirls. It's it's upsetting.
1: This homegirl included.
0: Yes, I just, I mean, ooh, y'all didn't, they didn't wait. Like March first hit, and it was just like,
1: let's let's go, let's go, go. in, let's go in on women, women presenting. And anything non-binary that we think is a woman or woman presenting, we're here for all of you. Like, trans people are getting the shit. Gay kids. With anything, anything
0: <laughs> like
1: that you can identify
0: so as a woman. Abortion, like, the whole nine, just everything.
1: It's just crazy. So we are here to remind people that. Throughout this crazy month of March, there are still women of notable mention that deserve to be hyped up, including you and your homegirls.
0: Yes. It's, uh, you know, it's a bunch of badasses out here. We're going to let you know about one of them today. But first, we're going to talk about music.
1: Yes. I'm going to let you go first. You go. I have been waiting for lucky days entire album to come out since Over. The single Over mm-hmm. came out. That's a uh, he sampled some of your boy music. I know. Music. Look, That shit is dope. So I had already been listening to that. Like I listened to that song at least two times out the week on repeat. I listened to Candy Drip too, just as much. I'm pretty sure Bug is tired of me and Lucky Day. However, when his album, the full thing came out Friday, I was super excited and I started listening to it. I listened to that thing on repeat sure. all of Friday and yesterday. My jam on there is compassion.
0: Is it him by himself or is it, is it somebody on the song with him?
1: No, it's with this guy. I'm, I might be saying his name wrong, Chid, but it's spelled like C-H-I-I-I-D. This song is so dope and it makes me feel like, remember back in the day (laughs) when guys used to make songs about how much they love somebody and like, why don't you love me? Or just describing like what love should be like instead of, you know, this era of music where it's just, I need to find a bitch to fuck on. Compassion is like one of those old school songs. It's just like, let me tell you how I'm feeling. And I kind of feel like Lucky Day is in tune with his mental health, because if you ever get a chance, read the lyrics to the song. The okay. music is great, but the lyrics, he just, he has really good music. So okay. that my relationship with music this week has been, it's been full of self-aware men. That, we don't get that too often, Who's <laughs> was nice.
0: It was nice. What about we you? We don't get that too often. Um <laughs> uh I'm I w- i did not listen to any new music, and I'm sad for that. I was out of town a couple of days last week, and um, I just didn't listen to anything that was of my choosing. I wasn't driving because you know when you drive, you get to pick the music. I didn't yes. drive either time. So I had to suffer you little children and to me, I had to listen to what what everybody else was listening to. So I wanted to go back and talk about an artist that um, I discovered uh, on TikTok. Like TikTok is where I'm finding people. Now that doesn't mean that he wasn't around before I discovered him on TikTok. He actually had been around for quite some time, but I just, he wasn't anybody that I knew. So um, his name is David Michael Wyatt. Um, mm. And David Michael Wyatt, if any of you guys listen to any of the music by uh, by Toby, you know I don't want to mm-hmm. say his last name because I'm a jacket jack it up and I don't want to embarrass myself because his last name is Nigerian and I don't want to jack it up. Um, but he has sung on... Um, The last project that Toby put out, he was one of the singers on the project and he pretty much sung like on almost all the songs. So, um, and when they tour, he tours with them and everything. But the song that I came across and anybody who follows me on uh, Instagram, I posted it in one of my reels. So, um, but it's a song and it's called Prosper um, by David Michael Wyatt. And the thing about David Michael Wyatt's voice is that, a lot of people claim to be false, have falsetto. And -hmm. for those who don't know, it's when a man sings in a very uh, high light sounding voice in a falsetto. But most people who say they have falsetto really do not. (laughs) They don't have a pure falsetto, but David Michael Wyatt does. And it's very, he does it with ease, which is kind of scary because if you see him, you would think that when he opened his mouth, his voice would be, his singing voice would be very deep, a la Barry Whitish, but <laughs> it is not. So, first of all, hearing him sing, and then what he's saying as far as lyrics, he was like, you know, he, he's basically saying, prosper in your life, prosper in your job, prosper prosper, financially prosper. He's just basically, it's kind of like a mantra that he's speaking to the people that are listening to it. So he's giving you a word in that way. Beautiful song. Love it. Love him. Started following him on social media. So he has always put up these videos of him singing and his voice is super beautiful so if you have never listened to david michael wyatt please take the time out of your day to listen to david michael wyatt all of his everything because of his voice i don't care what he's he can sing the alphabet i'm I'm i'ma like it like it don't matter Mm -hmm. so yes that is my song for the day it's prosper by david michael wyatt
1: i'll definitely check it out and i'm glad you brought up uh not wanting to jack up Toby's last name. However, as we get into our woman of notable mention, yes, I said, you know what? I have to stop wanting to mention people whose names I can't pronounce and just not pronounce them because I don't want to get it wrong. Like this is part of our willingness to be wrong. Yes. Is if we mispronounce it, someone will tell us how to say it. Right. Yes. And You know, Tennille told me how to say, um, we talked about her name. Okay. Nendi? Neddy. Yes. Aura Kafour. Yes. I may be saying her last name wrong. Anyway, I'm willing to be wrong here. And if someone's like, you said this wrong, I'm going to take that because we have to learn, right? So Bug was uh, in the same room as me when I was, making my notes about Haunani. Yes. And she says, Mom, you're you're figuring out how to pronounce her name. Because you know, you can do Google Translate or yes. whatever the thing is. You can type it into Google. Yes, and it'll how, to, it'll how speak you pronounce it. it. Yeah,
0: how to pronounce it and it'll speak it for you.
1: So moving forward, that is what I'm gonna do. And if right. I have pronounced it wrong, I'm open to being corrected because as much as my name is not difficult. Right. My name, for those who don't know me, my name is Sanita. Not two D's, two T's, Sanita. Yeah. And it is only people, non Americans, who say my name right off rip. Non Americans. And I think it's a linguistic thing,
0: right? But, and also, a lot of, and I'm going to say this because there's a lot of, uh, East Indian people who have your name, and so when they yes, see it, it,
1: but it's spelled different. Yeah, it it's spelled S- different. U- right. ITS,
0: yeah, but most of the time when they see it, they recognize it and pronounce it the right way because they recognize what it says. Versus, I, I don't, I don't know how people can get stuff wrong. Sometimes
1: <laughs> there's I another mean, spelling too because the, the nail shop that I go to. Mm-hmm. There's a sunita in there, but they say it fast, so it sounds like sunita. Mm-hmm. And she spelled it s-o-n-i-t-a. I've
0: seen it S-U-N, I've seen it S-A-N, but I've yes. never seen it S O N. So that's new. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: So as we move forward, I and I I, I know you knew how to say her name.
0: Oh, Hunani K? Trask. Yes. That's the
1: name. Let me tell you something. As much as I love Octavia Butler and I was excited to talk about her yes. last week, I'm I'm amped as fuck to talk about Omani. Yeah. Like, but only because Tamara, you know I am the advocate for mm-hmm. anger is not bad. Right. Right. It's it's like any other emotion. If anger is bad. Then happiness is bad. Like this is, this is part of the wheel of emotions, right? Right. It's on there. There are different types of anger, and rage. Like you can be enraged. Like most of the women who have got shit done is because they were enraged Mm -hmm. with the circumstances, the environment, the treatment that was happening to us as women. So I I feel like. When we come across women like Hawanani, mm-hmm. it, it inspires me to not change that about myself. Yeah. You know, because it's not like I'm getting angry and turning into she Hulk and Hulk smashing everything and everyone. I'm using this as fuel to like get shit done. No different than the activists that we herald. Yeah, all the time right and so yeah. this is one of them and and you know
0: she did a lot in her life like we talked remember we were talking about how much Wilma Mankiller did and how much yeah. uh, Octavia Butler um accomplished in her in, in Octavia Butler's short life but I feel like that's kind of the running theme behind the scenes with all these women is all the shit they got done. Like mm-hmm. a ridiculous amount of things. Like when I looked up um Hunani K she's she's listed as an activist, an educator, an author, and a poet. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, she did a lot. Like she had books published, she had poetry books published. Like she did she started the um the Hawaiian Student Center. Um mm-hmm. And then she was a director for 10 years. Uh, She was a supporter of the Black Panther Party when she was in Chicago. This is in the 70s. And then I was, what I wrote down, I wanted to talk about like her education wise, was like she went to the University of of, uh, Wisconsin at Madison and she got her bachelor's in 72, her master's in 75, and her PhD in 81 in political science all from the same place. So, which means she was there for 10 years working that campus. Cause most of the time when you are uh, a master's and a PhD student, you're actually working at the institution at, at that point, um, mm-hmm. either advising or teaching, or you're doing research, something there at the school. So I know that if she was doing political science, she definitely was probably teaching classes to students and, and most definitely doing research on uh, political ideals of and i want to call it the nation of hawaii even though everybody else knows it as the state but people (laughs) people who are native to that land will refer to it as the nation of hawaii because it was that before the queen was overthrown so Mm -hmm. it's it's just i think that a lot of people um that are you know natives to certain places And I will say, like Wilma Mankiller being uh, an indigenous person, a Native American, she was very much concerned about her people, i.e. Hunani K. Trask was concerned about her people in the nation of, I'm going to continue to call it the nation of Hawaii. I'm not going to refer to it as a state. (laughs) Because I want to be contrary today.
1: (laughs) I feel like you calling it the nation of Hawaii aligns with her ideals, her beliefs, and how she moved. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, she can be quoted mm-hmm. as saying, we are not American. We will die as Hawaiians. We will never be Americans. And the thing I want to I want to bring this up because this has to do with the incident that happened at the school where she was teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, She said the Americans my people are our enemies and you must understand that they are our enemies. They took our land. They imprisoned our queen. They banned our language. They forcibly made us a colony of the United States. And this is important to me right now because you know the education trajectory that I'm on. Mm -hmm. And so I have totally switched my major and the historical context and literature that I'm absorbing right now is extremely racist. Yes. yes, yes it's, mandatory. it's mandatory, right? Right. I have to read it, and all of my professors, Europeans, of course. So, look, of course, they want to. They want me to look at things from a historical context. And if we go like all the way back to the beginning, to the inception of the United States of America, at what time was it not racist?
0: Child. You're
1: not going to get me to believe that what America has done is all of a sudden now it's 2022. Oh, we've been behaving racist now. So it made me, when I was reading about what happened to her, you know, she was at the University of Hawaii and the philosophy department demanded, well, no, they didn't demand, they called her a racist. Oh yeah. And it was due to a student there, a white student, um, (laughs) y'all, not fully understanding what she was saying, you know, about Hawaii's history. And so she was saying, because you don't understand it and you think it's such a problem about what I'm saying that maybe you should leave. This entitled motherfucker. She was well within her right to say that too. She was because the student wanted, they they didn't feel that she should blame the entire white race for the overthrow of the Hawaiian kingdom. And they were offended by the term Howie, which you guys, this term means nothing other than foreigner. These motherfuckers said it was the equivalent of being called a nigger. Let me tell you something I'm ti- I'm sick and tired of is when. Look, you see, my, you see my face. Yes, when people of color are standing up and saying this is the history and white people get offended like we changed the history to make them look better. That's not on us. Your people are colonizers. Right. And what comes with colonizing is lots of violence and overthrowing and othering and total obliteration of other people's culture because it's deemed as savagery and they're not civilized. So what the fuck are you doing? It's civilized? And you and- go tell this woman she's racist because she told him maybe he should leave. And then the motherfucker left anyway. So I think it's a notable mention too that this happened like 32 years ago y'all the university of hawaii just now issued an apology to her after she died I, man after she died october of 2021 right she, died, she July, died 2021 right and so i know there are some people who like to her sister was like yeah we have we accept the apology but i feel if Hawanani was alive she was like man fuck you and this apology she would have been it like it took y'all 32 years 32 years for trying to desecrate my character right. when I was absolutely right
0: man listen I seen I and I don't know if, if you've ever watched any of her videos on YouTube like when she gives speeches she would be giving it to them she would be giving it to those uh colonizers while she was giving those speeches. And I relished in every minute of it because I, I feel like what people, what Americans want to assume is that the creation of states in the United States was just some pleasantry that they decided to give you land. Nobody decides to give you land. Nobody decides to give you land. Not when they have successfully run their islands, with no issue and then here you come
1: it's been historically proven that anytime a white person with somewhere talking about i discovered your christopher columbus ass you were violent in your means to get yeah. what you yeah. wanted it wasn't Let's all benefit from this in some type of way. Right. Even even with the Congo, right? When they right. took their asses over there to get that ivory, like they not doing nothing with the ivory. Why can't we have it? Because you're killing people to get it, motherfuckers. And then you, first of all, you took your ass over into the Congo and told those people that they were savages because they killed the people that came into the land. They're protecting themselves. What the fuck are you talking about? That's no different than you in your home, Tamara, and somebody kick your door in talking about all this shit in here. Mine, if they get blown through
0: they get blown with through with a shotgun. Let me tell you, hey, what the, uh, they with? practice what they practice in the Congo, that was the stand your ground law of back in the day. <laughs> That was, that was in the beginning gonna of use your, I'm going to use your own language against you. They was just standing made round, And if you happen to get murdered, that's on you, homie. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Stay he your ass where you're supposed to be. Just
1: stay. <laughs> oh, Nani said, I am so proud to be angry. I am so proud to be a Hawaiian. And I feel like as people of color, and I keep saying this because instead of just black people because this goes for everyone who is non-white don't let nobody take your anger away from you right. as a means to soften you right. to the oppression that you know you have to face every single fucking day yep. like this is part of women's history month we and this is still happening today where yep. people there's a there's always been an agenda, keep them soft so they don't fight against us, that's right? To the point where (laughs) lately, there's this thing between masculine and feminine. And it's like, this is so dumb, you guys, because everybody has masculinity and femininity. What you've done is you've reduced it to, if you have femininity, that means you have tits and a vagina. Yeah. That's not what that means. And I'm tired of people using that as, oh, I would like to be soft. Men need to be soft, too, because Uh, that's why we get what what we are seeing even now in Women's History Month, men who are being very disrespectful to women because they grew up not having the space to express their soft side. Right. So they are on the other side of the spectrum where masculinity means hard, strong, violent, abusive, flexing. And it's like, that's not, that's not what masculinity is either. So I'm glad a woman like this existed because she, she was like, I'm not soft and I'm not sweet. I don't want any more tourists in Hawaii. And this and then, is, you know
0: what? They're still fighting that to this day. And that—and I and I give it to them that any, yeah. like, of course, we're still in the pandemic. I know that some of y'all want to believe that we are not, and you would like to raw dog air all day long. But that is <laughs> not what should be going on. Not after yesterday that I read that China, 90 million people in China are on lockdown. So everybody get ready, buy some more masks, because it's coming back around. But they, the way that Hawaii has operated has always been very much um, people, when they come to visit Hawaii tourists, they mm-hmm. very much violate the land and the sanctity of the land and the waters and the rules that those people that live there on a daily basis have set. Mm-hmm. You come there and act like those rules don't apply to you. Those rules apply to you. And then when something happens and you get hurt then you want to claim claim, oh (laughs) my god someone hurt me but you read the signs y'all are not following the rules of these and that's why I say it's like the nation of Hawaii because like everybody's like you Mm -hmm. can travel anywhere in the states with the pandemic and Hawaii you got to get a look tested to get in you got to get tested to get out and if Mm -hmm. you do test positive you got to quarantine I think they were the only state that maintained that the entire time when people were still steady traveling because you saw what people did to Tulum. Everybody was going to Tulum. Then the numbers in Tulum's bike because y'all was just bringing, Mm -hmm. bringing COVID to Mexico. Cabo, all these places, all these islands, you guys don't respect these countries or the nation of Hawaii. And that is why they don't want tourism there. You guys are tearing up what they love which is their land and their people. Get out of
1: here. I mean as you know as Americans unfortunately we embody that we belong anywhere we want to be. Yeah. And I think that's con- that's fueled by that individualism instead yep. of the collective the collectivism of I mean I am my brother's keeper. Right. I am I am my own keeper too, but I am my brother's keeper. So it's not, <laughs> you know, when they lifted the mandate, and it was just like, you ain't gotta wear your mask if you don't want to. What about all of the people who are immune compromised immunosystem compromised? We didn't just disappear, you right. motherfuckers.
0: Oh, we still course, have humanism. Yes, yes, you did.
1: According <laughs> to them, you did. But I feel like those are these are the types of things that can correlate to what how Nani was talking about. Uh, she why she wasn't afraid to make waves, because if you don't speak up, you become complicit. And I know a lot of people are just like my silence doesn't mean that I'm complicit. I just I don't have like the I'm, I'm shy. I don't have the nerve or the gumption to do these things. And it's like you don't have to be an activist. That is not in the fullest sense of the term. Right. That if that's not your calling, I get it. But there are other things we can do. And that's why the women that we have featured thus far, it's kind of been like, I'm going to be the change that I wish to see. All of the women we have featured thus far was Mm -hmm. just like I acknowledge that there's something wrong here. And I'm going to devote my life to making it. Right, right. So even with her, you know, you know me, Tamara. I know. Successful women, I'm always going to look and see if they were married and or if they had children. Because I feel like there's something that we conveniently push to the side a lot. And I'm saying we as in society Mm -hmm. about what it entails to be successful something that is going to affect mass amounts of people right right me committing to being a decent slash good parent to my child yes I don't know how many people I'm touching with that right right because this is something it's a it's a personal commitment to myself and to my child to not make everything about my motherfucking self correct I must consider her as a human, but that is, that is bare minimum of human decency. So imagine if we as human beings did that in our relationships with people, right? If we say, you know what? I don't like to be treated like this. Therefore I'm gonna commit to not treating other people like that. Because I don't want them to feel anything how I feel. And yes, everyone is different, right? But I remember a friend of mine said one time that they didn't subscribe to that and didn't view it like doing things to people they didn't want done to them. They didn't view it as hypocrisy because people are different. Just because I don't like something, that doesn't mean you don't like it. But why would you put that energy out in the world if you know it makes you feel negative? Right. Why would you do it to somebody else simply because they didn't tell you That they don't like it. Yeah. And I think about that in terms of colonization, right? Right. Why do I have to tell you white people that this is not okay? You have a fear of it happening to you, but but you you don't... But have no fear of doing it to other people. Exactly. So the fact that a white person could turn around and call her racist for saying, listen, this is what white people... I've done. This is another thing, too, about white people being in their feelings, talking about not all white people are like this. We know that. We know not all of you are like that. We are talking about the history of America and the rest of the motherfucking world. Right. And the people in power. And this is one of the things I was saying to my professor is you don't want me to point out that the people in power have always been white men. Yes. You don't want me to point that out, but that's a fact. I'm not being racist. I'm not showing prejudice. I'm not discriminating. That is a fact. Go through history. Now ask yourself why they never used to open up the, the barriers for other people to come in. Yeah, they're just now doing it, right? Right. Within the last century or so. Right. Very very little bit of time. It's a it's a control thing, right? Yeah. And so I fucked with her when she was just like, we're not American. Fuck them. And I, I'm saying this as an American, I don't take that personal. No, I don't take that personal at
0: all. And, and the thing is that if you have ever met anybody, in, and I, I know people meet people from all over the world, but if you've ever met anybody who was born and raised in the nation of Hawaii, they feel exactly <laughs> the way that she feels. Like it's a, it's a very different type of, they're very not Americanized, which I can appreciate <laughs> so mm-hmm. much. And they haven't, they haven't bought into the notion of uh the assimilation into American society because they have because they're an island I feel like to some degree they've been able to maintain a little bit of um more of their culture and history more so than other um um other people, because other people have been overrun in their in what was their lands. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like with all the Native Americans being displaced and moved to different places. To what do we talk about when mankind? They they moved Indians, um, Native Americans to Oakland to urbanize them. So they, it was just like forced assimilation. But because yes. the uh, it's an island. I think that they were able to maintain more so yeah. than other people, their culture, their history, their way of life in a little better fashion because they're away from everyone, aside from them, you know, forcing that military base onto the island and and putting that U.S. presence, that, that you know, military presence there, but, I mean, I think that that is why when you meet people who are from Hawaii, they're very much not American, even though it Hawaii is considered a state. I think that those people are are not as American as maybe the government would like them to be. Let me say that.
1: Yes. And I also think that we have to change our view of what what we think activism is. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people only assign that term to people who have their boots to the pavement on the front lines protesting. There are tons of different ways for us to be activists mm-hmm. because pretty much all it means is you being active about some shit that fucking matters. Right. You don't, like you live and you breathe this shit. And right. I just feel like as women, this is Women's History Month, right? As women, you don't live and breathe that you need to take up space. That's not what right. you live and breathe. And I get it, if you don't if you don't live and breathe that for whatever reason, I get it. But for the women, for the girls who do understand, I kind of feel like we need to be more vocal about these things. So right. whether you're a woman in corporate America who you're there to make more room for other women in leadership positions you should be about that shit every day yep it's no days off like if you have finally reached that peak of okay i finally got a leadership position what are you doing to make sure other women get this leadership position right right so we can take notes from these women who were popular activists and implement that in our lives like Even with feminism, I know, listen, I know feminism gets a bad motherfucking rap because of who it originated with, right? But all feminism is, is basically saying, I deserve to be treated like a human. Yeah. You don't get to mistreat me simply because Uh I can be identified as a woman, right? So that's where it transcends being some white people shit, right? right? I don't have to call it black feminism. And so, I, you know, my antenna's always up when people are against things that are solely about human rights. Right. Nani was about making sure her people had the same rights as these white people. It, the she crazy...
0: The crazy parallel between her and Wilma Mankiller is <laughs> off the charts. It's just completely off. It's very much completely off the charts because it's pretty much this. They lived the same lives but separately on different coasts. You know what I mean? You like
1: know, you know who I think of too, and I think of them, and this is one of my one of my favorite people, but I the only reason I didn't say we should talk about her is because everybody talks about her all the time mm-hmm. people know who she is angela davis
0: oh yeah definitely
1: she is along the same lines as them like i'm gonna devote my life to this because my people gotta get free right and even if the government is gonna keep their foot on our motherfucking neck you better be ready to go because right. no matter how old angela gets she be ready to go
0: she be ready and I love I love it I love that about her but that but also what you're saying about when you you know there's all different types of activism and there's no days off it lends back to the conversation about what their their lives outside of their activism look like were they married did they have kids because it's Mm -hmm. activism a lot of times isn't every that, that is your job like yeah That is your job. And then when you are on your job, the way that some of these women are on their job, you don't have uh, that necessary time to dedicate to a long-term relationship, dedicate to children. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of one of those things, like if that is not, I, I want people to stop. And I had this conversation this morning. It's so crazy that we're talking about this now about how people view a family a husband and kids as the ultimate goal for all women and Mm -hmm. all women don't want that like I had this conversation and I know my mama listened so she gonna hear about the the (laughs) the relation when my long-term relationship ended and the the conversation was well don't you feel like he wasted your time wasting my time for what Wasted my time with what? I still, I have still at this point in my life, even though that was a long period Mm -hmm. of time we were together, I'm still accomplishing the things that I wanted to accomplish. Yes, maybe, uh, no, I didn't get married. No, I don't have kids, but that doesn't make my success any less in what I have accomplished in life. Same with these women. If they don't have those things, they were still successful women. And I want women to not be defined As that is the ultimate success because that's what other people project onto women. unless a woman says to you from her mouth my ultimate goal in life is a husband and kid unless she says that to you never make that assumption about that woman and that is a lot of times what happens Mm -hmm. so when we see these women when you know their lives end they're like oh she wasn't married oh she didn't have kids she kicked ass for 71 years she did so i don't care if she had a husband or she had kids she left her mark on this planet Mm -hmm. for her people that folks will never forget so stop projecting what your goals are onto other people and then you will understand i feel like it's so freeing when you stop assuming things about people stop yes stop stop doing it It's it's a freeing thing it frees your mind to focus on yourself Focus on yourself.
1: Yes. We, we also have to stop finding success in such a narrow realm of yes. things. And, uh, you know, I've had, I've been friends with people who are just like, you know, your success may not be what you wanted it to be as far as your writing goes. But mm-hmm. look at what you've been able to accomplish as being a parent. And that sounds great and all, right? But nobody wants... I think a lot of our success also involves being supported, that success being amplified also to let other people know, this is a way to be successful. You can't choose to do that. And a lot of times what being a mother, being a parent, um, being a wife, it's measured against if somebody else, thinks that you did a good job, right? Right. It's not taking everything. And so when you are a successful CEO of a company, when you are a successful activist, meaning you got some shit done that is gonna live in the annals of history, when, you make moves that end up in magazines, end up in newspapers, end up having documentaries written about you. Right, Your success is being amplified. That doesn't happen for the number one thing that is constantly pushed that women have to do. Number two things, one and two, is be a wife, have kids, be right. a wife, be a mother. And so how, you know, I look at feminism as that's not my thing to be able to say, I should be allowed to be soft or I should be able to do the same thing that men do. Feminism is about, I should be allowed to, to create the life that I want as a woman. Yep. So yep. whether I want to be successful in raising a child and in the boardroom, create that space for that to happen right and so it is an active act it is activism for women who get in these positions who speak up and they speak out about these things and they actively make room for this because what good is you being at the table and it ain't no other women there you surrounded by men you know what's gonna happen you're gonna start acting like those men right it's not a maybe it's you're going to be forced to assimilate. And I know we have this mindset of get a seat at the table. Get a seat at the table. And if there's no seat, bring up your chair. Fuck these tables. Yes. <laughs> and that's why I like the women that we picked because they were just like, I'm not trying to sit at your table. No, look in that corny ass table because I'm going to get, you're going to let me in.
0: You're right. Going to let me
1: in because you're gonna be like, this bitch gonna keep fighting. So let her ass in. But you know what they're gonna do the entire time? When I read about the director of, if there were any women that were directors of the FBI and the CIA and some other alphabet companies, agencies, these women said, yeah, they let us in, but we literally have to fight every single day to change the things that they have implemented and they're never going to change because the rest of the men around the table, it's just men. There's yeah. no other yeah. women. So even, even having a high level of authority as a director, they still can do whatever the fuck they wanted to do. Right. So again, fuck them tables. Sometimes we got to go create our own. And I feel like women like how was like, I'm going to go create my own table yeah. because yeah. Y'all not finna tell me what I can and can't do for my people.
0: If you build it, they will come. Your own table. Your own table. Build your own table. They will come.
1: Listen, being as, I'm gonna use the word aggressive. I know that people try to tell us to reframe it and turn it into assertive, but when men are aggressive, nobody says anything. They call men go getters. When they're aggressive. Oh, he he about that life. He about that business. Like, oh yeah, that's what you need. You need someone who's gonna stand up and fight. But when women do it, it's like she's either a trying to be like a man Mm -hmm. or she needs to soften herself. Tamara, I don't know how many times I have been told you need to soften yourself. And it's always been by a man. Who wants me to soften myself so that he can take advantage of the softer side. Right. right. And that's and that uh, child. That's
0: it's so funny because I feel like they always will tell you to soften, soften yourself to appeal to some outlier who has nothing to do with what it is that you do. Like you have absolutely yes. no connection to what it is that I do in this space, but you want me to appeal to this person who don't got shit to do with this. No, I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. I'm not doing it.
1: Right. I think it's, we so busy. And you know, I, anytime I use reframe, just understand I'm being sarcastic, mm-hmm. but in this instance, I'm being serious. I don't really like the word reframe because I feel like it creates this space for people to downplay things sometimes mm-hmm. like, no, I said what the fuck I said, and if you don't like how I said it, go find somebody else to soften, to say it in a softer way, but sometimes we need to say these things, we need women like Hawunani to tell other women it is okay to speak with authority, because that's all it is, is they don't, they don't want us to have the same authority that they have and how they speak when a woman walks into the room and she has this authority about herself and she's just like, commands the attention of everyone. That's actually a good thing because right. it means she is captivating enough to get your attention because she has a message that needs to be heard. Correct. And I feel like this is what we can learn from women like Wilma Octavia and Hawanani because granted I'm I feel like it's safe to say when you're in the midst of these things when you're trying to accomplish these things yes lots of doubts creep into your mind right you have all this opposition and you're just like whew, this is tiring like even and I say it's low-level activism that I've done but it still required a lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of attention, you know, when, and there's nothing wrong with going to brunch, but when my friends were going to brunch on the weekend, I was doing other things for my community. Right. And I wanted my kid to see that too, because we are not an island. None of us are. And I just, I feel like it's so dangerous to just be like, I only got to look out for me and mine.
0: But that's, but that's again, that the push of individualism and the, and the crazy thing is that I feel like it gets, people get it confused because I think when you say, when we talk about collectivism and we talk about individualism, people think when you're telling someone that you you don't you prefer collectivism they hear conforming and that yes they do and that is not that's not it that's not it's not the same thing and I think that that's why everybody was like everybody should be their own individual I will not conform and I'm I'm not asking you to conform I'm asking you to think bigger and that is the difference is that conforming means that you become a part of something and it's all like a monolith when you Mm -hmm. are you are an individual you can also think globally and that's that is what we're asking when we talk about collectivism is that people don't think globally anymore and that is the difference so I think that anytime when we start talking about individualism and instead of you know because Americans are very individualistic that we should be more focused on collectivism people always assume that what we're requesting is is conformity and that is never what the request is but i think that and that is why i think people fear collectivism more than anything Oh yeah. Is that because they feel like it's you're taking a, something away from them and we're not I'm not taking anything away from you. I'm just trying to ask you to spread what you got for
1: everybody. That's it. I mean, it's the same reason why there were so many people who were against socialism. Because uh, why should I work and and everything has to be spread uh, equally? And it's like, but think about when you when you aren't working. Or if something should happen to you where you can't work, right? So now you become part of the people who get less, right? Simply because life circumstances have changed, right? Mm-hmm. So you're telling you're telling me that this person over here can have billions and billions and billions of dollars. But this woman over here who busts her ass to take care of her kids, well, she just deserves to be there because fuck taking care of other people. People, yep. Like, I don't, we all, as Black people, right? We all have grandmothers just like anybody else. And I feel like we always talk about the nostalgia of how family structures used to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And how the ma- there was a matriarch in the family that took care of everybody. Right? right. Imagine if the matriarch had the attitude that we, as most Americans, have. I don't care that this, this grandkid doesn't have this, that, and the other. That's not my job. They, mommy, and they daddy should have made sure that was taken care exactly. of. I'm going to be over here living my best life and fuck the rest of the family. That's not even how Black people operated.
0: Right. That's prior how to that's not how we made it this far.
1: <laughs> right, right. Prior, prior to being enslaved and also while being enslaved, we operated from a place of collectivism. Like we're not leaving anyone out. Like right. we're gonna get through this together. And somewhere along the way, I feel like as a society, black black people started leaning into the beliefs, the American. Way mm-hmm. which is me, 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 yes, very much, but then we don't have anything. All of a sudden, you want to go back to your roots of well, we all pull together, you only care about that now because you don't have nothing, exactly. But where was that? Where was that when you had
0: something,
1: right? Keep like it's not that difficult for us to keep this energy, and I think. this one of the ways is just to remember where the fuck you came from right because we didn't always have what we had you didn't always have what you have today I don't always have what I have right and granted we live in a society where it always seems like we don't have enough right right so we're always striving to get more but how do we do it together right Because if you and I could get to a place where we were both, where we both consider ourselves successful in our own right within five years, or I could do it on my own and get there in four, why would I not do it with you and just take another extra year? Right. But it's that it's that mindset of I only gotta worry about me. So I, I look at her as a reminder. Yeah. A reminder to focus on the things that really matter because we look at all these people who have all this money, right? And what do they all tell you once they got the money? I'm still sad. Yeah. I still don't like myself. I'm unhappy. Right. Because money doesn't improve your character development. Correct. It just doesn't. So it's these other things that we push to the wayside, trying to be successful. And I feel like when our goal is simply success that we can quantify to others, that's when we stop caring about the things that matter. And I don't think any of these women that we highlighted, Wilma, Octavia, Hawanani, they weren't like, oh, I gotta be popular.
0: Right.
1: That was, I mean, you
0: know, again, their goal was was very much not focused on them. Like it yes. was, it was their, their goals were not them at the end of the day. It wasn't like, I'm gonna do this for me because it's gonna make me feel successful. Everybody was doing something for the greater good of other people and mm-hmm. they got acknowledged and recognized for doing that so that is even even to go into it their mindset was different from the start like it just you don't mm-hmm. you don't jump into this type of work you know for a for your people for individual success that's not the that's not what you get into it for that's never what you get into it for yeah it's
1: it is a very selfless type of work. Yep. And I know some people have their epiphany moment where it's just like I'm not happy because I've just been making everything about myself after you know they've accomplished right the wealth side of things. Yeah. But that's when I feel like that's why we get these people who they end up commit taking their lives because it's like I have spent all this time trying to reach this pinnacle of success and I still feel empty I don't have that many years left in me to work on myself right and then they ended but this is an example you know she died she was 71 Mm -hmm. when she died again of cancer I'm starting to think there's a correlation with like stress and cancer like you get wouldn't stressed be, out, you're going to be get
0: shocked. <laughs> wouldn't be shocked about that at all. Wouldn't be shocked about that at all.
1: Because she died last year at 71 from cancer, but the things that she accomplished will live on in time as an example mm-hmm. of how to be a good person.
0: Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's, that's foundational. If your goal yeah. is to be a good person, That's just a, that's a a foundational thought and directive. Just be a good person. That's it.
1: And I guess maybe that's, that's the thing. That's not a lot of people's goal because it seems so minute, right? Right. Like I'm a good person anyway. Are you? Are you really? I think that if people actually really sat down and examined
0: (laughs) whether they were a good person or not, that they would be like, I mean, because look personally, I think I'm, I think I'm all right. And I say, I think I'm all right because I have a past. I know things that I've done that have not been good, that have not been nice. I don't, I don't disregard those things. That's a part of who I was at that time. So Mm -hmm. I can't, so I, like I said, I strive to be a good person, but I'm all right. I'm
1: just all right. (laughs) I'm human. Right. So I can always do better. Right. That's how I look at it, because I know that the the terms good and bad, they're moral, they're right. moral indicators, right? And who assigns morality? Other humans assign morality exactly. to each other. But I think when we talk about people like Hawanani, You know, she was a leader of Hawaiian of a Hawaiian sovereignty movement. So, it really was about a selfless act. Like, this isn't just for me. It's right. for anyone who identifies as Hawaiian. Like, the work that I do is to benefit people, yep. not just myself. Yep. And I think that's worth everybody looking at. Like, the work that we do on a day-to-day p- basis is it solely to be, To benefit ourselves, or will it benefit other people in a way that will encourage them to do the same? Right? Right. Paying it forward. We know people who raise decent and good kids, I put the air quotes in. Right. We know those children end up becoming adults that are not burdens on society. Right. So you're actually doing you're doing something for the greater good of other people too, not just you and your kid. And that's why it's so much work, right? All the things that are going to be substantial and affect more than yourself. It's going to require a lot of work because it involves more than self. Yeah. So I just, I look at these women that we're discussing and <laughs> It's very inspiring because it all start with the belief that they could, I believe I can make some kind of change. Like, even if I change one person, I believe I could, I can, so I'm gonna go do it. Right,
0: and, that, and that's, you know, that's all the spark that they needed to, to you know, to start on their journey to kind of mm-hmm. change things for themselves and for the people. So, I mean, this hunani k trask is a fascinating like i'm telling y'all go to youtube listen to some of her speeches that she Mm -hmm. gave um check out some of her poetry check out some of her writings like she has two books yeah she has two books i mean just do a little investigation into who she was as a woman who she was as a woman of Hawaiian descent, uh, who she was as an educator, who was, who was teaching other people about the history of Hawaii and their sovereignty and all the things that she fought for. Just investigate the people and the things. And I, I hope that when you look into these things, it will make you look at what you call your United States very differently because i think Mm -hmm. that sometimes we have those rose colored some of us have rose colored glasses on some of us there's a lot of us that do not but some of us have rose colored glasses on and when you really delve into some of the devious things that people have done in the name of uh, power it'll Mm -hmm. change your mind a little bit and i think that she was she was fighting the good fight against a powerful nation because she was fighting an entire nation she wasn't fighting. she wasn't fighting just a few people she was fighting the entire nation of the united states to save her people and her nation of hawaii and even though she used to run that the sovereignty um movement it's still going on to this day it didn't end with Mm -hmm. her just when, just because she's no longer here or she was no longer running it, it's still very much in play, and people are still trying to make that thing happen, based on um, you know what the United States did to the nation of Hawaii. I mean, and it's justified. So I, you know, I want we present these women because first of all, they're interesting as hell. Like mm-hmm. that's off the top, and I, but I think it's definitely exposing. Everyone to people that they've never heard of. and These women have accomplished fabulous things that Mm -hmm. are not spoken of enough for people to know their names off the top of your head. I want y'all to be able to know these people's names when somebody mentions them and have a conversation with someone about these Mm -hmm. women. And that is kind of how, you know, we pick the ones that we picked thus far. Because they're Mm -hmm. conversation starters, man. Like these, when I tell people we're doing, uh, I talk to people who haven't necessarily listened to this month's podcast recordings. Mm -hmm. And I tell them what we're doing and who we're talking about and the things that these people. You should see the way people's eyes light up because it's something they didn't didn't know. And that's what, you know, that's what we're here for, to tell you something you didn't already know. Mm -hmm. And
1: tell us something. Tell us something we didn't know, yeah. too. You know, I didn't know a lot about Hawanani. I'd heard of her, but even coming here to talk about her, I had to do my due diligence. I didn't sound like an idiot. Yes. You know, so it, it encourages me to, to we're going to have an opportunity where we showcase women today who are still alive, like, you know, for the most part, we've showcased women who have passed away because they are part of our history, Correct. our previous history. But, you know, I feel like they paved the way for the women who exist now in positions that deserve to be extolled, too. And, you know, one, one month in the future, we will focus on those women.
0: Yes, but, we will.
1: I'm excited about who we've covered so far and also the next two women we have covered up. Like, I'm excited. Hey, y'all, get
0: ready, get ready, get ready.
1: <laughs> it is still Women's History Month. Yeah. So if you have been trashed to women this month, this is your reminder. You got time to turn that shit around.
0: Yes, please turn it around. Good God. We also,
1: have- while you <laughs> while you turning it around, make sure that you subscribe whether it's on apple podcast spotify google or anchor so that yes. as soon as we drop it you get your little notification till you go listen yes please
0: do we need you we need you to do that also make sure you follow us on instagram and on twitter and we're under ovi podcast on uh, instagram and twitter it's the same on each site so um excuse me on each app so definitely uh follow us there send us information if you if you feel like we didn't cover enough of these women and you want to know more that would just give us an idea we can come back and we can do a reboot or a look or what they what the children are doing to their albums now we can do a deluxe podcast episode yes. and ask
1: for information <laughs> Right. We're we're always open to ideas.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: Thank you for listening to us bring our outside voice inside.
0: Thank you guys for you know being a part and sticking with us this far. We got a lot more to go. So come back again.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Ovi podcast also subscribe on Spotify Apple podcast or Google podcast and thank you for listening to outside voice inside